Hi, I'm Molly and welcome to Roast Our Recommendations with Foodism. I have been in Antarctica. Yes, yes, really, truly, seriously in Antarctica. I've messaged a few people being like, hey, sorry for my late reply. I've been in Antarctica and it just sounds like I'm lying. <laughs> sorry, I was yeeted to the bottom of the world and I couldn't get back to your email. So I went to Antarctica. We have a sister publication called Escapism, which is a travel magazine. I went down there with a company called Swan Hellenic, who run expedition cruises to a few destinations around the world, but most notably the Arctic and the Antarctic. So it was probably the biggest adventure I've ever been on, I think, probably. We flew into Buenos Aires. We had an amazing day eating lots of incredible food in Buenos Aires. Um, I lived there for a month when I was 16 on exchange in my last year of high school. So it was really cool to be back. We went to a restaurant in Palermo called El Preferido and had lots of little small plates and amazing natural wines. And it was like 40, 40 degrees Celsius. It was so hot. And then we went to an incredible steakhouse that night called Favor. Um, Oh my God. I mean, I know everyone raves about Argentinian steak, but there is a good reason why they do that because it was freaking delicious. It just like melted in your mouth like butter. And then we went to bed early because we had a very early wake up the next day to get a flight to Ushuaia, which is right down the bottom of Argentina and Tierra del Fuego. And then we hopped aboard our cruise ship, which was, I hate, ugh, hate the word cruise ship, hate the idea of a cruise ship. I'm so not a cruise person being trapped on like a floating monolithic hellhole and not seeing anything of note is like genuinely my idea of hell but this was gorgeous it was like only sleeps 200 people so it was very small boat and I think because it's an expedition ship it's very focused on the places that you're going and like the science of the places that you're going and to get to Antarctica you have to cross the Drake Passage which if you're an avid TikTok user like I am you may be quite unreasonably terrified of because <laughs> there's like a little corner of TikTok that just shows you like either really scary videos of the North Sea with that weird pirate music or really scary Drake Passage videos. So I was slightly shitting myself for that part, but um, it's like about two and a bit days, including overnight sailings to get across the Drake Passage. We were quite lucky on the way out there. It was not very rough. And over that time, they give you like lots of lectures and they tell you all about the penguins that you're going to see and the whales and the like geography of Antarctica and why it's important, special and needs to be looked after. And then, yeah, we got to Antarctica and we spent three days cruising around. Um, you do like two of what they call operations a day, which I just think is really funny and makes it sound like you're a spy. But um, it's like little expeditions where you either kayak around or boat around or actually go ashore and walk around and look at the penguins. It was seriously just genuinely incredible. I've always wanted to go to Antarctica, but I didn't think it was something that was possible or that the average person could do. And don't get me wrong, it's not a cheap trip, but there are also some incredible companies where you can do it really reasonably priced and it's a once in a lifetime experience. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you might know that I'm not much of like an out for breakfast brunch person, but um, being on the boat really got me into like every day, like going down and having my little eggs for breakfast. So that's very fitting for this week's dilemma, which is from Maisie who says, hi Molly, I've got a few mates staying over this weekend that I haven't seen in ages. We always go big, B-I-G in capitals, when they come over and I'm anticipating a very large hangover on the Sunday morning. So 
I know you've mentioned on the podcast before that you're not a massive fan of brunches. That is true, Maisie. But where are the best spots for hungover brunch? I just want you to know that in between all of those words, there was an exclamation mark. So she's particularly keen. (laughs) Um, Right. Well, yes. So I am not the biggest breakfast brunch fan. I don't quite know why this is because when I was like 15, 16, I thought that going out for like breakfast or brunch was like the height of sophistication, like sitting there with like my little flat white, eating like my little eggs. And then at some point over the years, I think I went to one too many bottomless brunches, which I just hate, like just rolling out of there, like trolleyed at like 1 p.m. and the cold light of day outside. And you just feel extremely embarrassed about how drunk you are. And inevitably the the alcohol they give you was always just like shitty, cheap Prosecco. And then I think I am also not the biggest like classic breakfast fan. Don't get me wrong. I love a good scrambled eggs on toast every now and again, but do I want to pay for it? Not really. However, just before I went to Antarctica, I went out for breakfast brunch with a friend to this lovely place called Tasha's, which has recently opened in Battersea. And I was sitting there, we were chatting. I had like my coffee and a juice and my breakfast. And I was like, do you know what? This is actually really lovely. So I think I've been converted. And Maisie, Tasha's is going to be my first recommendation for you because if it can convert me, then it you know can be good for anybody. It's newly opened from, I think that they originally um, were open in South Africa. It's a South African businesswoman, so they've brought that concept here. It's a bit more of like an all-day breakfast brunch concept. So, I mean, as I said, I'm not the biggest breakfast food fan, so I ordered a chicken quesadilla, which was really lovely. And my friend who I was with got these corn scrambled eggs, which just looked epic, with creamed corn, which... I know it sounds suspicious, but it was just gave it this really like delicious, almost slightly sweet element to it, but it was lovely. And yeah, I just thought it was a really beautiful open space. And um, as I said to my friend, it takes a lot to get me southwest on a good day, let alone on a Sunday. And that's why I must really love her. But if you do live around those ways, it's super convenient. And then you've got the newly opened power station right there. So if you need to do like a little bit of shopping or if you have any like errands to run, it's just really handy. And I really enjoyed it. And there was lots on there that I think would get you through a hangover. My second recommendation is local to me and it would probably be my first recommendation, but I hate queuing for anything ever, particularly if I'm hungover for brunch. And if you go to Apolici on a weekend, without a doubt, you're going to have to queue, but it is worth it. So Apolici, if you're not familiar, is a really incredible old Britalian calf in Bethel Green. I actually went there maybe like about a year and a half ago and interviewed them for an article that I was writing. It's part of a series called Institutions and it was quite a hysterical experience. I went into the cafe. It was pretty busy. They sat me down. They were like, can we get you anything? I was like, no, 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 I'm okay. They were like, please. I was like, oh, I'll just have a coffee. Thank you. Like no food. Next minute they've like furnished me with this like whopping full English with like bubble and squeak on it. It was like this biggest plate of food ever. Um, I was sat at like a communal table, ended up befriending the girl opposite me and over the course of about an hour in like little chunks managed to like interview them all as they were like making coffees or like cooking breakfast or like running food to people. It was, I think, spoke exactly to what Apolici is, which is just this incredible cafe, a really amazing community space run by, you know, this family who just has such a knack for hospitality and looking after people. But food is so good if you are after that just kind of classic big old bricky i'd definitely go there and i also wouldn't judge you for ordering a lasagna at like 9 30 in the morning which is something that you can absolutely do there as well 
up the road and actually from my neck of the woods is ozone uh there's a couple of locations around london the two that i'm most familiar with are the london fields one which is on emma street and then there's also one kind of near old street it's a originally a new zealand brand they've also got a cafe in auckland and they think their coffee roastery is in new plymouth And this is one of the few places where I will voluntarily and willingly go out for breakfast. They used to do this incredible kedgeree, which is actually a pretty classic British dish, but sort of turmeric rice with smoked fish. And then they serve it with crispy onions, labneh, like a sort of green chimichurri and a poached egg on top. It is delicious. However, they have very unfortunately just taken that off the menu but um i've been told they've replaced it with a smoked fish nazi goreng which i am extremely excited to try nazi goreng is an indonesian fried rice and they also do these really incredible chili exo eggs which is sort of turkish eggs in style so kind of like a labne greek yogurt with poached eggs and then it's all kind of smothered in this gorgeous chili butter and then you have like toast to scoop it all up with I find sort of saucy, spicy things when I'm hungover are really good. So I'd opt for that one for sure. All across the city, wherever you are, also a great one if you're going into an office and you have one nearby, Dishoom. Their bacon and egg naan is maybe one of the best things they make. And this might be an unfashionable thing to say, but I fucking love Dishoom. Their house black dal is delicious. Um, I just think it's a really good classic go-to, but the bacon and egg naan is so good. It is, unsurprisingly, a naan bread lathered in tomato chili jam and cream cheese. And then they stuff it with like crispy bacon, a fried egg and coriander. And oh, it's so good. That I think would just absolutely like smash away any like lingering hangover residue for sure. It's the perfect combination of carb, bacon, saucy, mm delicious one of my favorite breakfast foods and one that i am known to kind of order absolutely 100 percent of it's ever on the menu is shakshuka which is a kind of middle eastern baked egg situation so it tends to kind of be a sort of tomato based sauce sometimes with peppers in it sometimes with chorizo in it usually a bit of harissa some chili spice in there and then you basically put that into a little pan crack two eggs into it and then bake the eggs in the sauce in the oven and then kind of yeah scoop it all up with bread It's one of my favorite breakfast foods. It's one of my favorite ways to eat breakfast. I make it a lot at home when I'm hungover. Again, kind of like saucy, acidic, that kind of everything you want when you're hungover. And I think, I think I've thought about this a lot, but I think the best one in the city is Honey & Co. in Lamb's Conduit Street. Uh, And the great thing about going for breakfast there is you kind of start off with lots of little bits and pieces like, you know, breads and jams and stuff. And then you also get your eggs. And I would obviously thoroughly recommend you get the shakshuka and add the merguez sausage to it. Yeah, I think theirs is my favorite shakshuka. It's very good. Elsewhere, a couple of other answers. Brunswick East, which is in Dalston, just kind of behind Dalston Kingsland Station, sort of, is unsurprisingly given the name, a Aussie cafe. But they do an epic congee with this like really gorgeous ginger oil um which is great for settling your stomach if you're more of like a vomi hangover person which (laughs) couldn't be me um but yeah congee also great on a hangover extremely soothing very easy to eat and sometimes i find when i'm hungover like chewing is just too much to ask for (laughs) for so something like congee which you can just kind of like sip on and sort of spoon into into your mouth as well (laughs) 
yeah, it helps helps kind of ease your horrible, painful body. Um, and my final recommendation, if you are of the varietal for whom chewing is difficult when you're hungover, uh, Koya um, or Koya Co. They do incredible breakfast um, udon noodles. And as I said, I'm not the biggest fan of like classic breakfast foods as this probably has given away. So I, yeah, their breakfast udon noodles, if I could eat them every day for breakfast, I think that I probably would. Right. Well, Maisie, I wish you the happiest of hangover cures. Um, And if you are a listener at home and you're enjoying the podcast, we'd be really grateful if you would share the podcast with your friends if you enjoy it or, you know, recommend it to anybody who's asking you for tips on where to eat in London. And yeah, we'll see you next week for more restaurant recommendations with foodism. Goodbye.